Hello, and welcome to Books, the podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we're booksmen. Tom. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're in the swing of things. (laughs) Week three, the Island of Dr. Moreau. I think you every week three go, we're in the swing of things. (laughs) I had to eat better things. Tom, I I (laughs) want to- Episode three is always the swing of things episode. Uh Episode one is always like, oh, it's a new day. It's a, it's a brand new <laughs> yeah. morning. Uh, number two is like, we're just getting into it. Yeah. Um, Tom, we just recorded this week's uh, regular The Complete Guide to Everything. For people that don't know, we do another podcast called The Complete Guide to Everything. Yeah, it's available on uh, Apple Podcasts and uh, CastBox app. <laughs> uh, Tom? Uh, we didn't even talk about the fact that we went to a Weird Al concert last week. Oh, weekend. yeah. The fuck? We should have done a whole Weird Al episode. Yeah, and actually, th- yeah, it's going to be disjointed because we talk about Instagram at the end of the regular, you know, th- th- get hyped if you're listening to this when this <laughs> drops, because guess what? After the one hour <laughs> mark, we start talking about Instagram and kind of get into a fight. Yeah, but um, uh, we specifically talk about Instagram stories, and you posted a video to Instagram stories. And because of that, I did not post one to Instagram stories because I assume we have a big overlap in our followers you, uh, amongst friends and uh, listeners. You point, you you posted one later. Yeah, but I posted uh, just like a picture. Uh, I didn't post a video because I was like, nah, that's like uh, copying content here. Oh, you didn't want people to know up. that we were we were hanging out? If people know that Tim and I hang out socially, I'll be ruined. <laughs> no, it's more like I don't want somebody like watching through their Instagram stories to be like, oh, cool. Like, here's uh, like Tim's at a concert. Like, oh, here's the same clip of that song from a, a half a degree angle. Oh, over. yeah. I mean, if you had a different song. Yeah. Because like, especially at a Weird Al concert, he's got a different get up for every, every, uh, every song. Yeah. And he played a different song every few minutes or so yeah as soon as one song would end brief break in between (laughs) sometimes sometimes it went right into another one yeah 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 sometimes it's you know four or five seconds yeah the drummer would count it off we were at the concert at one of the hottest days of the year so far in new york city and i don't know about you but for the first half hour of that concert i was like Boy, I may lose consciousness. <laughs> yeah, I drank a lot this of water rough. that day in preparation. I drank too much water, so I was very hydrated. I wasn't. It wasn't so much for me the hydration. It was that uh, it, was it very felt hot like outside. Well, it just felt like breathing pea soup. Yeah. Like every time I was, br- it just felt like I happen bre- to like pea soup, so it wasn't yeah, really but not, a problem. I don't like me. breathing it. No, I breathe it pretty often. It just felt like breathing into uh, like uh, like you were trapped inside a, a the trunk of a car or something. Yeah, it's just like no air. Uh, so luckily we were like seated because it was like, well, I'm not exerting myself too much, and like uh, we we had only had a beer each. Um, I felt bad for Weird Al. Because it was so hot. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people stayed away from the concert. There was there was a big festival. There were a lot of empty seats. Yeah. Yeah, there was a big festival in Central Park that day that got canceled. canceled. Yeah. 
Um, and because it was so hot, yeah, because the triathlon was canceled because it was that so makes hot. sense. Because yeah. like people would people would have died if they tried to do a <laughs> triathlon in that in that heat. Yeah. Uh, but I felt bad because like there were parts where he'd go into the audience and a camera would follow him, and like the front row. Yeah, there like were a lot of like six no or seven shows. empty seats right in front row center. Yeah. That's I can't even imagine what it was like performing in that freaking heat. It was an outdoor concert. Yeah. That's why we're talking about the heat. You know, Weird Al, did you ever hear his uh, WTF? I don't know if I have. His parents uh, passed away from like carbon monoxide Poisoning. Uh, in their house. Yeah. But he was touring like in Europe or something, and there's like a theater full of people. And like right before he went on, like somebody was like, "Oh, we just got word," and he's like, "Oh, don't tell anybody because we have these people here. I'm just gonna do this show." Oh, he man. fucking did that whole show, and nobody knew. And then he like canceled the rest of his tour. But what I'm saying is that guy plays through anything. Yeah, it sounds like it. Jesus, yeah, a uh, good man, Weird Al. But it goes without saying. Weird Al is probably the best man in entertainment. Yeah. Uh, I met Weird Al briefly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I tried to get a picture with him, but I this is the pre-iPhone days, and I had uh, just like a disposable camera. And his wife like kindly was like, oh, I'll take a picture of you guys. And then she was like, oh, there's no flash. I was like, yeah, it doesn't have a flash. <laughs> it's like, well, pictures not going to come out. Where did you, you met him at an airport? No, in, uh, at a, at a uh, secret Foo Fighter show in oh, LA. Oh, you met him at the show. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. It was wow. a who's who of rock. Weird Al. Yeah. The Foo Fighters. Yeah. Tenacious D. Wow. The Red Hot Chili Peppers. What? Yeah. The Chili Peppers were there? Anthony Kiedis wasn't there, but Chad Smith was there. He played a song with him. Wow. And I think Flea was there, too. Uh, rank? The Chili the Peppers? The Chili Peppers. I would say Chad Smith, number one. Really? Uh, are we talking John Frusciante? Yeah, we're talking John. All right, John Frusciante, number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then Chad Smith, then Flea, then Anthony Kiedis. John Frusciante is a smart man. Like He got in... He's like, I'm going to do this stuff. And he's like, eh, I don't like this band anymore. Plus, yeah. I'm addicted to heroin. I'm going to leave. <laughs> and then he's like, I think there's more money to be made, and I could buy more heroin with that <laughs> money. And he got in, and then after a few years of that, he's like, nah, I can't do this. And he yeah. left again. There's more money that I can even spend on heroin. I'm so glad we're doing this books <laughs> podcast. Tim, I was going to say, to bring you back to the books, um, when you start off the show and you say you you give a very exaggerated hello, yeah. Uh, every time in this book somebody says hello, it's spelled hello, H U L L O. Hello. That's weird. Yeah. Did his editor, you think, say like, now this is how you spell hello? Nothing else is spelled out of the ordinary to mm. my eyes. Huh. I I which makes me assume that it's like a very that he's not saying hello he's saying hello hello it and it's always kind of in situations where you could have said ahoy ahoy yeah well that's how they wanted to answer phones originally yeah so I think that that's kind of it, he's always yelling it to somebody in the distance hello uh, I say hello more than any other word. In life. in my life more than the or a probably no i don't think so 
Whenever I walk into a room or I walk by somebody at work, I go, hello. <laughs> Even if I've had 15 <laughs> conversations with them that day. Hello. Yeah, unnecessary. Because I got nothing else to say. Oh, I have a coworker, by the way, mm-hmm. that claims his whole thing. I've heard him say this 20 times. Uh, you know, Weird Al in real life is a real dick. He, no, he refuses to pose off. for uh, for pictures or, or give autographs. He posed autographs. with this picture with me. Yeah. I have no proof of it because the picture <laughs> didn't come out. No, yeah, and look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna jump in when I hear him telling somebody across the oh, office. Well, like, and you're a coward. Actually, Tim. Weird Al's a great Stand man. Stand up for no, Weird Al. I'm not gonna be that guy that's like. Always defending How often is Weird he Al's this up all the fucking time. Oh, then you need to defend Weird Al's honor. I think I just need to be like, hey, do you want to get a drink and like fucking like beat the shit out of him? Yeah, go out one night, get him real drunk, and just beat the fuck out of him. <laughs> like, this, like, this isn't the way out. And you're in the alley. <laughs> yeah, it's the way out for you, pal. Yeah, I've been yep. pouring all my drinks in a in a in a potted plant, <laughs> but he's been doing all the shots. Yeah. I just Kick the shit out of him. Yeah, ram like, his head into a garbage yeah. dumpster. Is uh, you never badmouth Weird Al again? You hear? He t- he took a picture with my friend Tom once, even when he knew the camera wouldn't even work. It was really hot in Forest Hill Stadium, and he did a hell of a. Sh- I thought they were gonna. I thought they were. I've I I saw the set list that they do in every yeah. city. I thought. We they'd cut some songs out. Right. They didn't cut one goddamn song. Yeah, no, I was worried that they were gonna cut the whole concert. Yeah, because it was so damn hot, but they did it. To Weird Al, <laughs> a great man. The Island of Doctor Moreau. What? I'll what, tell you what. what, what I'll tell you who's not a great man, Doctor Moreau. Actually, I think he's all right. <laughs> uh, this is going to be chapter 13 to chapter 18. Okay, he's up a real to and including chapter 18. He's a real sicky, huh? So, you know, it's up for debate. I mean, I don't know that he's responsible for the things that happened. Yeah, he's responsible for the things that happened, but maybe they're good. Yeah. Tim, what's happened? Take us up to what happened last week. All right. So this guy has to stay. Prendick. Prendick has to stay in a part of a, a, a structure that's outside another structure. Yeah, he hears, he's like on the deck, the patio. Yeah, and he hears weird like animal noises coming from inside. Mm-hmm. He Screams goes into the woods. Stuff. He sees a couple of pigmen. Yeah, he sees all sorts do. of uh, freak show animal <laughs> human hybrids. Yeah. Uh, here's my problem with this book. Mm-hmm. It seems like. You're halfway through the book as of last week. Right. And all I know is that, like, all we know mm-hmm. as a, as the reader or the listener uh, is that he was on a ship, he was a dick, and, like, he thought there was weird animal stuff going on. Now he got to an island, and he saw firsthand that there's weird animal mm-hmm. stuff going yeah. on. And it's just like, and then he saw more weird animal stuff. And <laughs> yeah. then he went to this other place and heard animal noises, and sure enough... Weird animal stuff going on in there, too, right? Right. Like, there's nothing much else going on? Not really. Okay. So that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, saw pretty more, much. He went around the island and saw more weird animal stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm, I'm they like, should have named this book uh, The Island of Weird Animal Stuff. I Why mean, didn't they call it Dr. Moreau's Island? Uh, the Island of Dr. Moreau sounds more ominous. Yeah. 
I would like my own island. Of course. Who wouldn't? Do you think they'll ever have the island of David Copperfield and tell what happened to all those women? <laughs> anyway. Um, Can't get sued by uh, for something you say behind a paywall, Tom. <laughs> um, uh, I'm trying to remember, actually. I wish... The island of Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> Do you think that's going to be uh, the title of the report that comes out? If they want people to read it, yeah. Uh, um, who would star as Jeffrey Epstein in the movie? He kind of looks like Thanos. Have you noticed that? Thanos? Yeah, Thanos from the Avengers. Uh, I'll show you a picture of Jeffrey Epstein next to Thanos later. Like the character yeah, Thanos? Yeah, the character Thanos, played by Josh Brolin. But but he doesn't look like Josh Brolin? He kind of looks like Josh Brolin, like an ugly Josh Brolin. He looks like he Thanos could be... Thanos kind of looks like an ugly Josh Brolin. He looks like he could be a celebrity chef. Like yeah. he would be a judge on Chopped, and you'd be like... And it's like, and uh, th- there's Alex <laughs> Cornicelli and Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Tried to kill himself last night. Uh, or what did the Clintons try to get him? <laughs> anyway, Jesus, Tim, just because behind a paywall doesn't mean you can say whatever you want. <laughs> that's that. That's that's been the speculation, Tom. All right, uh, chapter. They're trying to get back at him for PizzaGate, <laughs> which they ran. Chapter thirteen. Oh my God! All that uh, business over there in Benghazi. <laughs> um. So they're they're now everybody's chasing uh Prendick. Okay. That's what happened at the end, remember? They're like chasing him. Yeah. Why were they chasing him? Just cuz he knew too much? Uh yeah, and I think he kind of like freaked out. Okay. Uh he's running arms akimbo. You know that phrase arms akimbo? Yes. I don't know exactly what that means. I think it just means your arms out or at, yeah. no at your sides. But it always sounds like a karate thing, right? Yeah, it sounds really cool. <laughs> I'd like to run with my arms akimbo a lot. Um, he decides, like, uh, I'm gonna flank these guys. I'm gonna like get. I'm gonna like run around them, and then I'm gonna get a, this guy. Start shouting, "Yeah, let's go get him!" <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put a pink mustache on. <laughs> um, but he, but even that, he's got no idea. He's like. Uh, I'll do that, and then I'll uh, I'll get a rock or something and smash open the other room. And I'm thinking, like, oh, he's gonna smash open the room to see what's going on in there. And he's like, oh, I'll smash open the room. Maybe there's like a gun or a knife in there. It's like, yeah, oh yeah, maybe. But I mean, I guess it's, he doesn't have many options. You're on an island. Yeah. Uh, if there's a gun or a knife or something to protect It'd yourself with, it's probably gonna be in a room. Yeah. Not um, in the friggin' jungle or the woods or wherever they're chasing him. So they they kind of like uh, double back on him because they ima- double back on him. Yeah, I imagine this guy's like real. You know, he's got like a like he's a real fancy lad. Yeah, you know, he's got like a frock on or whatever. Like he's not doing so I've hot been, in the island. I've been picturing him as Chris Elliott in right. Cabin Boy. Exactly. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's accurate or not, but I just know like oh, in my mind that's a accurate. guy that wound up on a ship uh, by accident yeah. or whatever um, that they there. that they all hated. Look, I think this book ripped off the 1994 <laughs> Chris Elliott movie Cabin Boy. Man, I haven't seen Cabin Boy in a few years. What a great movie! Yeah, it's a good movie. Um, 
So he, so when they double back, he just like wades out into the ocean. He, he goes like 30 yards out and he's still like up to his waist. And they're like, what are you doing, man? And he's like, I'm going to drown myself. And they're like, come on, get enough. Just come talk to us. Like, we'll explain everything. And he's like, no, I don't want anything to do with your bestial taint. <laughs> Does he say that? Yeah. Uh, and then he tries to like turn. I'm start the- saying that to people, accusing them of having a bestial taint. <laughs> then he starts like trying to turn the beastmen against uh, Montgomery and Moreau, mm-hmm. and the beastmen are like, "Nah, they- these guys are all right. We like them. Like you're a real like." The you- beastmen are okay with being beastmen. These beastmen are okay. Uh, these are uh. the beastmen. This is like the beastmen inner circle. Okay. Uh. He's just being like so melodramatic. They get extra perks that right. the other beast men don't get. So finally, Moreau's like, look, man, me and Montgomery, we're gonna put our revolvers down. You can pick up our revolvers. Like, we're not we're not gonna kill you. And they're like, Why would we you're threatening to drown yourself? We would just be like, All right, go drown yourself. That would be easier than us shooting you. We wouldn't waste a bullet. I don't know what you're threatening us with. Right. Uh, and then he's like, you also have to turn around. And he's, they're like, oh, my God. Shrinkage. <laughs> no, I think he just wants they like. They didn't want to say like, oh, my wiener's going to be smaller than usual. I, I, no, I think it was that, yeah. That he's like, no, you're going to quickly turn around and grab your guns and draw them on me. <laughs> so It's a good Chris Elliott in Kevin book. <laughs> So they finally like go along with it. Prendick's got both guns, and they're like, "All right, you're in charge now. You're the big man, Prendick." Um, and then we go, we get to chapter fourteen, uh, which is called "Doctor Moreau Explains," and then I put in parentheses it all. <laughs> There's always a chapter in these old <laughs> books where it's like, "All right, now the guy's gonna explain the whole thing." Yeah, and this one, even before then, they're like. He's like, well, before he explained everything, we we sat down and we had dinner <laughs> and we had a few drinks. And I'm like, OK, so this guy's lighting up. No, the whole time he's still got the two guns on him. See, this is my problem with all books, <laughs> all books. except for new books. Uh-huh. Friggin er- nobody acts rationally. <laughs> Everything, everybody's just this crazy things. It's like, oh, there's a guy making pigmen and all sorts of bestial tainted things, <laughs> and uh, he's finally gonna sit down. But first, like, I allowed myself to like get kind of drunk and had dinner with yeah, him. It's, it's like, like, you wouldn't no, do that. Explain everything, then we'll have dinner. Yeah. Then we'll we'll make fajitas. But first, I want to hear fajitas? what's going. No, probably back uh, then. No, not in this part of the world. It, well, that would have worked if it was like. I'm going to tell you my plan, but first we'll eat. And and he would have been like, no, 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 no. Tell me before we eat. But then you hear, (laughs) and it's like, oh, the fajitas are sizzling. We have to eat them right now. Right. This can't wait. Yeah. You know, once the sizzle uh, diminishes, the fajitas aren't half as good anymore. And nobody's invented microwaves yet. I might have invented the Beastman, but I have not invented the microwave. I mean, a Beastman is way easier to make than a microwave. I wouldn't know where to fucking start with a microwave. <laughs> a Beastman, I have a pretty good idea. <laughs> um, so finally, at this point, uh, freaking Moreau tells him, you're the most dictatorial guest I've ever entertained. 
And essentially, I forget how he puts in like old timey slang, but but he basically says like, you know, next time you threaten to drown yourself, I'm just gonna let you do it. <laughs> it would save all of us a lot of trouble. And he's got the the gun pointed at the at him the whole time, and he's like, "You're torturing men here." And he's like, "I'm not torturing men, you idiot. I'm torturing animals." <laughs> he's like, "Come on, I'll show you." And he takes him into the room, and he's got the puma. The puma's alive, but it's vivisected, so it's all opened up. This puma, Yikes. and he's like, "Look, pumas are cool, not when they're opened up." I know, but he's like, "Look, now I bet you feel like a it's real the idiot. old joke. How do you make a puma not cool? <laughs> vivisected. You open them up, yeah." Uh, he's like, "Look, uh, I'm not turn." So this is what he explains. This is the big twist here. He's like, I'm not making men into beasts. I'm making beasts into men. All right. He's humanizing animals. He shows them two different things. Like Walt him. Disney did all, that also. <laughs> <laughs> He's anthropomorphizing. Yeah. Promorphizing animals. He t- he shows them two things that I didn't really understand. One was called a, <laughs> a hunter's cockspur. A hunter's cockspur? Yes. Cock. Apostrophe? No, not apostrophe. Dash hyphen, spur, spur hyphen spur. Okay. And then uh, a rhinoceros rat. <laughs> <laughs> but the rhinoceros rat is he just cut, cut cut part of the tail off and put it on its nose like a rhinoceros horn. And it's like, well, anybody can do that. He took a rat, yeah, cut off the tail and put the tail on the nose. Yeah. How did he and like, he's like sewed look it? At this, yeah, like there's a rhinoceros rat. Right. This this doctor sucks. It made me realize how much they didn't know about shit about anything back then. Because that, it's like, okay, that's believable. And I think maybe, you know, that was in fashion at the time. People would make rhinoceros rats. So it's like, well, we'll put that in there to ground the story. Um, I don't know what Hunter's Cockspur is. They uh, didn't describe it? No. Um, but then he's like, yeah, so this is what I do. Uh, I just like take parts from animals and graft them onto other animals and do like plastic surgery and stuff. He doesn't call it plastic surgery, but it was 1896. Yeah. So they, they really didn't know. Shit. No. Okay. And then he's like, and then on top of that, I do blood transfusions. None of this makes any sense how you would make a fucking animal into a person Putting other animal parts on a person on an animal is it going to make it into a person? Yeah, but then he's like, "Oh, and is like, that a twist that we'll learn about later?" Where it's like, maybe. "Oh, he lied, though." But he, but he's like, uh, "Yeah," and then I do blood transfusions and stuff, and he's like, "Oh, and is that how you like, you know, get them to be smart and talk?" He's like, "No, no, no. A pig can be educated. Just nobody's, <laughs> nobody's had the wherewithal to do it." Moreau is lying. I believe him though. A pig can be educated. Pigs are very smart. We shouldn't be eating them. Well, so here's what he claims is how he did this. Which again, I think it's just like, oh, this is like the big science of the day uh, that he hypnotized them. He'd hypnotize these animals and be like, you're, uh, you know, like a man now. So I'm going to teach you English. And they'd be like, all right. You can't. Look, I've tried to hypnotize dogs all the time. It doesn't work. Well, so to prove. They, they can't focus for that long. To prove to him. Why are you trying to hypnotize dogs? What? <laughs> to prove to him that uh, that 
uh, like the brain's malleable or whatever, uh, Dr. Moreau just takes out a penknife and stabs himself in the thigh. And he's like, look at that. Didn't hurt because I told myself you're not in danger. That's not going to hurt. And that and that works. In the he, 1890s, if you stabbed yourself in the leg, <laughs> it probably would kill the you. Night. Yeah. Uh, and then he's talking about like, he's like, yeah, I started with like a gorilla man. I turned a gorilla into a man. It's like, well, that's pretty straightforward. Yeah, you know, they're seen that. A gorilla, <laughs> you haven't seen that, but I mean, gorillas are very similar to humans. But then he's like, oh, but then I made a snake man. And that was bad uh, news. That, snake man, a classic yeah. snake man. He's like, that I regret. That one I had to put down. Uh, but then he's like, yeah, and then some of these uh, beasts I make, uh, it doesn't really, it doesn't t- take. So then they just go and live in the woods in that den you saw. And that's that's all those guys' stories. Those are like the beast men that can't be tamed, kind of. Yeah. But they were fine. They were friendly enough. Yeah, to Prendick. I, I don't yeah. think they like uh, Moreau. Uh. Um, so then chapter 15, they explain. he explains like a little bit more about uh, what's going on. Um, he explains like uh, the Montgomery's uh, like assistant, Emling. That's like a beast man. Uh, all the beasts are hypnotized to know the law. Oh. And the well, law- they should do that to citizens. <laughs> To humans nowadays. So there's like a bunch of rules, but one of the yeah, rules... Again, that's what the fluoride in the drinking water is all about. <laughs> one of the rules is... Uh, um, I don't like the forums you've been hanging out on it's lately, fine. Tim. I'm learning a lot these days. My eyes are open. Um, one, I've been taking the right colored pills, if you know what I mean. One of the rules is... Uh, one of the laws is uh, like don't don't eat... Don't eat anything from the ground. So they can eat birds, but they can't eat... I think they can only eat birds. They can't eat bugs? They can't eat fish, and they can't eat like fi- fi- regular the animals. The ocean isn't the ground, though. That's what I don't understand. I think it's a, a different hypnosis that it's also like doing eat fish. But basically, it's like he doesn't want him to taste blood because he's like, oh, these fuckers taste blood. They're going to go crazy. Next, yeah. yeah, they're going to be like, that guy's full of blood. Yeah. Uh, you talk about the leopard man. That's the man that he, he was Where's like, he getting all these by. animals? He brings them in on the boats. Oh, yeah. Um, then he expo- So Prendick was just seeing regular animals on yeah. the boat? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, then he ex- but I think some of them were pretty exotic, though. Yeah, yeah. Like a puma. Yeah, you got a puma in there before uh, he vivisected it. Um, but then he's telling him like, uh, he's telling him honestly, a bunch of stuff that like Prendick didn't ask about. And he's like, Oh, they can have offspring, but most of the offspring die. And it's like, well, if you just like graft parts onto an animal, it doesn't change its DNA. But these knuckleheads didn't even know DNA existed yet. Um, when was DNA discovered? The forties, fifties. Really? That late? Watson and Crick, man. From... Sherlock They're Holmes. Not, <laughs> they're not from anything. Watson Crick? I think it might be Watts. It might not be Watson. <laughs> Did you look it up? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it. Uh, Watson and Crick. Yeah, James okay. Watson and Francis Crick. Where it was fucking <laughs> Holmes at to lunch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is week off. The, in the 1950s. But actually, Tom, that's a m- common misconception 
In reality, DNA was discovered decades before the 50s, uh, following the work of uh, <laughs> James. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, Watson and Crick discovered the Johann double... Johann Frederick Meischer. Yeah, Watson and Crick discovered Swiss. the double helix. Right. I think that's what they were credited with. Yeah. Oh, that guy looks like kind of like a modern man. <laughs> what? <laughs> there, that, that Frederick Meischer guy? Yeah. Does he look like... Look at this picture. Does he look like a guy that could exist now? <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> People like a uh, hundred <laughs> years ago didn't have like different types of faces. Hey, he just looked like a, like a regular guy. Anyway, no, like look, this guy, <laughs> Albert Cosell. This looks like a guy that was alive a long time ago. I think it's just a type of portrait. Like people don't take profile portraits anymore. Yeah, I they do. should. You don't, Tim. <laughs> Stop making things up. Uh, Moreau tells him, like, yeah, sometimes they have babies. Uh, the babies usually die. But uh, if they don't, then um, uh, uh, freaking uh, Moreau uh, stamps out all the human out of them. Why? To make them into animals? I don't really know. We'll, uh, we'll what get is to Moreau's that. point? <sighs> well, we'll get to that. Okay. Then he tells him another thing he didn't ask. He's like, uh, the beast men, they can't laugh except the ape man can titter. <laughs> but then later on, some of these beast men are laughing. So take this all with a green. Here, assault. I got two questions for Dr. Moreau. Mm -hmm. Number one, sir, what's your point? Yeah. Number two, what's your damage? <laughs> uh, it's also revealed here, brought up for the first and last time. And I'm like, give this the spotlight. That one of the like inner circle of beastmen is a Saint Bernard man. That's pretty cool. Yeah, to have him solve the mystery or whatever. Yeah, let's hear what he has to say. It'll save the day. I mark my words. That that Saint Bernard man will save the day at the end. <laughs> uh, Dick will be like uh, off in a far off part of the land. That, that Saint Bernard rum. will come. Be like, hey, come up. I'll save you and have some of this brandy. Um, and then Prendick also talks about how he keeps seeing, uh, like, uh, lady beasts walking around and he's, it sounds like every time he sees them, he's, he sees them from a distance and he's basically like, Ooh, hubba hubba. And then he gets closer and realizes there's something grotesque about them. He's like, Oh, it's a beast lady. It's like shithead. There's you've no been told there was one boat a year comes here. There are no, there's three humans and you're one of them and the other two are dudes any ladies you see here are beast ladies. So relax. And then he's like, oh, the Some beast. guys are into that. And he's like, the beast. Yeah, we're not judging, Tom. We're not judging. The beast ladies, he says, uh, like, dress real nice. And he puts a Where bunch of. Where do they get clothes? I think they might make them on the island. But he puts a bunch of his shit on them where he's like, oh, they, they dress real nice because they're sh so ashamed of being beast ladies. It's like, well, maybe they just want to look nice. And not for you, for themselves. Mm. Uh, it's like he thinks beast ladies only <laughs> exist in the context of uh, his worldview. Exactly. It's disgusting, Prendick. And then chapter 16, uh, I forget if it's Moreau or... How much longer do we have? Should three I, more chapters. Should I stop interrupting you every two seconds? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, I forget if it's Moreau or Montgomery. They're, they're explaining to him like... They find like these little rabbit like things, and he's like, Oh, that's the offsprings. 
and uh, like it bites him, but it can't bite real hard. And he's like, oh, these things would be great to put in like uh, hunting grounds for gentlemen to hunt. It's like, what? Just leave them alone. <laughs> you can also do that with any animal. Yeah. Oh, then there's like more racist stuff. There's a lot of racist stuff in here, uh, by the way. All these fucking old books. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like, uh, yeah, not just one race either. Like he, he, he'll comment on. No, they're equal opportunity <laughs> yeah. racists in all these fucking old books. <laughs> no, it's not just Native Americans. It's also black people. Well, yeah. He's always like, I can't really describe what this beast men looks like, but they kind of look like this race. <laughs> Um. Oh, so then as they're out uh, for a walk, uh, I think it's Mon- Montgomery and him, Prendick, they find a dead rabbit, and he's like, oh, shit, what's been killing this ra- these rabbits? And Prendick narks immediately. He's like, oh, I know what's been killing the rabbits. It's that leopard man. The leopard man's been killing the rabbits. Also, it's like, I thought you brought the rabbits for meat. Oh, but they're not supposed to eat meat. But yeah. whatever. These are the ones you cast away. You can't enforce your rules on them. Um, Montgomery explains. He's like, I think this might have been my fault. The I- hypnosis didn't take on the leopard man? Well, Montgomery said that he taught Emling how to uh, uh, skin and cook rabbit. And he's like, oh, now I'm thinking back on it. He kept licking his hands after that. It's like, oh, you dumb shit. Why are you teaching a, a beast man how to skin and cook a rabbit if you're saying that they can't yeah. eat the rabbit? So I think he's like, ah, oh, he. It's not clear because I don't think uh, uh, Emling like talks with the other beast men. The especially whole premise the wild of this one. fucking book seems very flawed. <laughs> it doesn't really make sense at this point because it's like, oh, I taught him how to do it. It's like, well, did he tell the leopard man? I don't think so. You tell him like, hey, meat tastes good. And also, this guy's still a lot of beasts. He says at night they get real beasty. Um, oh, then there's like a horse rhino, which we mm-hmm. own here. Again, we own yeah. hear more about him. Yeah. Um, so they're like, all right, we got to. He calls like a meeting. He's like, all right, we got to get uh, who did this. And the leopard man uh, like attacks um, uh, Moreau. And they're like, ah, boy, guilty conscience, it's him. Let's hunt him down. They hunt him down, and uh, uh, Moreau, or not Moreau, Prendick feels bad because he's like, ah, he's going to take him into that torture room again and, you know, re, uh, re-school him. So I'll just shoot him in the head instead. So Prendick shoots the leopard man in the head, and everybody's like, what the fuck, man? Why'd you shoot him? <laughs> We were just gonna talk to him. Why was why did Prendick want to shoot him instead of just having them be like stop eating the rabbits? Because he was like he's gonna be rabbits. tortured. He's gonna be brought in there and vivisected again oh, and tortured. Brother. It's like, well, maybe you should have kept your mouth shut in the first place when he was like, "Who ate these rabbits?" Can we take two steps back real quick? Sure. So you take a horse and you take a rhinoceros mm-hmm. and you fuse them together and it suddenly they man. have <laughs> human qualities. Yeah, and then they walk on two feet. Okay, and can talk. Just making sure. Okay. He says he claims that... Wasn't everybody just stupid back then? <laughs> he claims that the reason why most animals can't talk is that they don't have a larynx. So you throw a larynx in him and he can teach him how Where to Where do you get the larynx? He's not real clear on that, right? God damn it. Um, 
I'm angry at this book. There's two books in a row that I'm fucking angry at. It's not until the end of chapter 16, after Prendick shoots this uh, leopard man in the head, you know, based on really nothing, when it was his fault they were chasing him in the first place, that he thinks, finally thinks to himself, I don't even know why Moreau's doing all this. (laughs) You know, this is kind of weird. Yeah. This is kind of a, 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 a mixed up island here. Oh, they've all gone mad. Um, Ooh, cha- wild stuff. <laughs> chapter weird, wild stuff. Chapter seventeen. We zoom ahead six weeks, and then like a paragraph or two later, we're ahead like ten weeks. But it's not what the clear. Fuck are they doing with these beasties? It's not clear if it's ten weeks from zero or ten weeks on top of the six weeks. But anyway, oh uh, one. Uh, but it, I got distracted in the beginning because he's like. Uh, there are no men for me to have inc- intercourse with here. I guess I'll have to have intercourse with the animals, but he just means like talking. Oh, I see. But it's like, man, everybody's snickering behind your back when you're you yeah, just you can't keep referring use words like as that. intercourse. Yeah. They think it means something else. Sex. Sexual intercourse. Uh, a bandage-covered beast like runs, runs away and they chase him or whatever. <sighs> and then he's like, oh, man, everybody's gone mad. All the beast men have gone mad. What, because uh, one was running around? Yeah, like one got loose and he was like, hey, everybody, let's go crazy, I think. Uh, I think it was the Puma Man. Ah. The in-progress Puma Man broke out and went into the woods. And he was like, guys. It seems like these guys would be all that strong. They're, they're beast men. There was like amateur surgery done on them. <laughs> yeah. He says like their legs are weird. That's like the only real description he gives. Um. Uh. Chapter 18, we open up and, uh, you know, like all the inner circle of beastmen or whatever, they they go out looking for Moreau and they're like, yeah, he's dead. Moreau? Yeah, Moreau's dead. And they like take him to the body and they're like, oh, yeah, there he is. Um, Who killed him? The the Puma Man? Yeah, the Puma Man, presumably. Wow. Um, Good for that Puma Man. So now all all the beastmen, all the, 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 the island's beastmen are like, Yo, what happened? Like that? Wait a minute. He came up with the law, and now he's dead. What happened to the law? And Prendick's thinking on his feet, and he's like, "Oh, uh, uh, Moreau's up above us now, watching us, and he's still making sure everybody's following the law." So he basically tells the beastmen that Moreau's God. Well, in it, as far as they're concerned, uh, he makes a good point. What do you mean? He created them. Yeah, he's like their God, God himself. Yeah, uh, or herself, and they, their self. God, their self. And they all kind of fall for it. The the beast men and the yeah, beast ladies. They're fucking rhinos and donkeys. Yeah, rhinos that they yeah. just put a larynx in. Uh, Still dumb as a rhino. A larynx of unknown origin. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like once they buy all that, he's like, all right. Well, we get the larynxes from the lesser races of humans. <laughs> he, he basically, uh, once all the beastmen have bought it, he turns to Montgomery and like the inner circle of beastmen, the good beastmen, uh, according to him. And he's like, all right, well, let's go back to the lab and kill everything in there. Good. Yeah. To put them put out of their misery. Mm-hmm. And then that's, uh, that's where it ends. Whew. I mean, it all happened, huh? Yeah, we didn't see much of Moreau in this whole book, huh? Not really, and but then, he's like, always watching over all of us. 
<laughs> I want everybody to remember that as they're listening to this. Yeah, no, he basically explains like what he's up to. Does, it still doesn't give really much of a reason. Yeah. And what he's up to, this guy could have figured out based on what he knew about Moreau from the from off the island. Because he knew, he's like, oh yeah, he was like a you know real wackadoo. And he basically got cast out by the scientific stop community. Fucking wackadoos their own islands. I think he just took it. I think we it was need like to an island. regulate who who's controlling islands. Well, look, like 120 years ago, you know, it was first come first serve. Yeah, especially if you brought your own rabbits. I mean, nowadays it's uh, you gotta be rich, but like it's like, yeah. hey, whatever you want to do there, it's fine. We need to some sort of governing body to to govern what goes on on these yeah, islands. Yeah, you never hear about like uh good things happening on a privately owned I- no. island. No. Nobody well, nobody who is these days rich enough to own an island is a good person. <laughs> you can't yeah. get that rich. You can't get island owning rich without being horrible. Yeah. It'd be a uh a breath of fresh air if you heard, you know, some billionaire on his island was just making beast men. <laughs> Whoopee. <laughs> yeah, what like, if, all right, that's not so bad. What if he was just making like pottery? Even better. It's nah, like, if, uh, they, if they said that, I'd be like, no, you're not. What are you doing on that island? You making beast men? You having sex with children? Yeah, look, tell me you're making beast men because yeah. that's the best case scenario. Yeah, that's absolutely the best case scenario. Are you hunting women for sport? <laughs> yeah. There was a movie coming out uh, with that. Uh-huh. Not Not just women, poor people. Oh. Rich people hunting poor people for sport. Uh, what's it called? America in 2019? <laughs> I don't think they want to date it that way. I think it doesn't come out until 2020. <laughs> nah, it might come out in 2019. Well, hey, what's that movie called? The 6 o'clock news? <laughs> anyway, that that's all we got for the island uh, Dr. Moreau. We shouldn't have talked about Weird Al so much at the beginning. Oh, it's good. He's a great man. Let's yeah. let's just bring it back. Doctor Moreau, probably a bad man. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein, definitely a bad man. Might be dead by the time this comes out. Yeah. Well, I would imagine they're keeping a close eye on him now. Yeah. Uh, they were real unclear. They were just like, "Oh, he had bruises on his neck." It's like, "Well, what were they from?" Weird Al, definitely a good man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care what my coworker says. My coworker. A good man gone astray. I'll beat the shit out of him. Don't worry. <laughs> Look, I'm. That makes me mad because I know for a fact that's not true. Because, but, like I said, he took a picture with me. Famously, the a wonderful man guy. In music. Yeah, yeah. Never heard any of I'll that. I'll get shit. to the bottom of this. He doesn't take pictures with fans. He loves his fans. Yeah. He owes everything to his fans. Yeah, and he knows that. <sighs> but at the same time, he doesn't owe shit to his fans. Yeah, most of them are just children. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you for listening to Books of Podcasts. We'll be back next week for the thrilling conclusion of The Island of Dr. Moreau. Tom, I've been reading up on the 96 movie uh, movie with uh, Marlon Brando. I think it's 96. I haven't been reading up that much. Uh, the, it's batshit. The... the 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 production of it was so ridiculously. I kind of want. I might watch the movie too. Like eh, I kind of eh, rules are rules, Tom. <laughs> I want to see the movie. Honestly, like perfectly cast. It sounds like because everything Moreau says and does sounds like fucking Marlon Brando. 
like late, like later in life, Marlon Brando. I guarantee you, he refused to say any of that stuff, though. Yeah, well, we'll see, or you'll see. Marlon Brando wasn't that good. No, he's when Stella. Nobody had ever heard that before. Yeah, it's the first time anybody had ever heard somebody say Stella. Like, and that's a woman's name? Like, holy shit. Mind well blown. Well done, yeah. All right, thank you for supporting us on Patreon, and we'll see you next week. Bye.